Are you ready to build a business with consistent income and have time left to spend with your family? In Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, you will learn the strategies to create exactly what you want in your business and in your life. Now, here's your host, Kathleen Reeson. Welcome to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and we're here on Inspired Choices Network. And I tell you every single week how excited I am for the show today. But you guys, I truly am lit up about today. I have a friend and a guest on today, and we are talking about the importance of storytelling. So you know how you see those companies that really land a message? Like Apple, I think about Apple as a company. And when we look at Apple and we see how these how my children can use iPads and their iPhones and they can connect so quickly to it. I think about Steve Jobs' vision. And when he really said, we are going to be a company that is so simple to understand, like, he really got the power of what a company can be. And then we look at Apple and all the stories that they combined, like how incredible that company is. It just amazes me at what can get created. And that's just the tip of it. That's just one thing that we're all aware of. But companies, every companies around us, they're all have this skill. And my friend Tina Bakehouse is here today to talk about what that skill is and how we can create it. So let's all welcome Tina to the show. Hi, Tina. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for joining us. So Tina, I could go on and on about how we met and our on and what it is, but I think that's a story in and of itself. So let's start there. Share about that. I love that story. So I want to hear from your perspective. Yeah, absolutely. So I couldn't help. I mean, the story when we met two years ago, plus it rings through me because it was a life-changing moment. And I remember I was in Leadership Iowa, and this was October 2018, and you were one of those speakers. And it was our last, one of our last sessions of our very first Leadership Iowa session. And you got up and you were challenging all of us participants to think differently, to, to change our mindset and to do something different. And I remember at the very end of your talk, you had us get out a sheet of paper and you were to put on there, you know, what word comes to mind, you know, with your job and how are you feeling about that? And so I wrote down, you know, I, I all I want in this moment is peace. And after you had led us in this really great activity, you said, I would like by a show of hands, who put on their paper that they would like to feel more peace in their job or career? Well, I was kind of broken in that moment. I was, you know, burnt out in my job and I slowly raised my hand up and you bring me up in front of all these people I just met. And you said, so tell me about that. You know, why, why is it? And I went to try and speak. And I couldn't say anything. And tears just started streaming. It was like this cleansing moment with you that for the first time, someone just tuned into this appropriate vibration of vibrational energy that I needed to say it out loud, but it just bursted out of my body through tears. And you put your arm around me and you said, you know, how about we talk, you know, at the end of this session? And so I calmly ex exited the space and went to the bathroom to kind of get myself together and we chatted. And it was in that moment, just three days later, I decided to leave my job. You had said something that really stuck to me, and that is just jump out of the plane. So I decided, and I even called you like that day and said, well, Kathleen, I jumped out of the plane. Like without a parachute, I don't know how my feet are going to land. 
I'm kind of freaking out, but I'm really liberated. And it was your inspirational conversation and got me to that space that I've been stuck, you know, for a few months. And so that's, that's how we met. And then we had these exchange of conversations and have kept in touch. Yeah. So beautiful. Thank you for sharing that because that story it reminds me of the importance of showing up and just being who we are. And we never know the ripple that we're going to create. Like we, we, we usually will never see it, but there's little glimpses, some moments where we can just, we can see it start. And so it's beautiful. And for you, what I find even, even more fascinating about your story is that was just the beginning. And then you had another twist to talk about what's been going on in your life the last few years. Yeah, so you were that start of that, that adventure story because for over, I would say almost 10 years, I've wanted to work for myself. Like there's, I remember a core question in one of our conversations you asked me, and that is, what makes your heart sing? And I knew I love, I have a theater degree. I love sharing stories. I, I love to coach and teach people how to share a good story and presentation. So that, that's what makes my heart sing. And so after we had talked, I thought, I'm going to start my own business. And this was, October, November. And so I made up my own little business cards and I decided to connect with my local banker and say, hey, you know, have a meeting with him and say, if there's any, if there are any workshops or coaching that I can help you in any way, just let me know. And I had these, you know, purple little business cards and I titled myself Chief Creative Officer. He took a pause and this is the owner of Malvern Bank and he says, you know, we'd like to hire you. And I go, what? I'm a creative in a bank, this is interesting. And he says, you know, I think that you have some skills that you could be the storyteller of not only the bank, but also of Malvern and really draw people in. So in that conversation, not only did I, he goes, go run a few errands, come back in an hour and let's sit with the leadership team. So within an hour, I'm sitting with them. We craft a job. And for two years, I am the outreach uh, storyteller of the bank in the city of Malvern, I do community development and also craft some financial literacy programs and communication education programs using the arts. And then, I don't know if you want me to go into the next beat, but the next beat of my story was we hit a pandemic and, you know, all of a sudden everybody's world's upside down. I live on a farm, you know, so fortunately we have this beautiful big wide open space. My son is at home and we're teaching him. I'm fortunate to have a mother-in-law next door. So she's a retired teacher. But by, oh, I would say it, it became very clear by late April that the bulk of my work, about 85% of the work that I was planning on doing at Malvern Bank was just white, quite clean and clear. But it was during that time that I had to sit with myself. I am an extrovert. I get energy from people, similar to you, Kathleen. I love connecting with people. And I realized very quickly that I'm called to go do my own thing. And so I had a conversation. The bank was very good to me because they're like, let's just ride this, do what you can, do things on Zoom. So I did a lot of Zoom educational programming and meetings and calls and things worked from home since March 9th, still working from home. And by September, I just made this leap of faith again. And I reached out to you, Kathleen. I said, guess who jumped out of the plane again? Me. And this time I am flying and my feet have sort of landed, but I, I feel like they've landed more securely. Like I for sure feel really excited about letting go of the fear of failure and the fear of finances. Yeah. And, you know, even, even having them. So whether we let them go or not, but just having them and knowing that they're there is 
so freeing. So yes, they're there. Great. Do we have a fear of finances? Awesome. Do we have a fear of maybe not, not being good enough or whatever that is? Sure. Okay, great. And let's set that aside and move through it. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and you kind of were in my mind space and in my heart during this whole journey. I, I kind of would say, well, what would Kathleen Sayer do? And had those moments, right, where I would, I, I, I would sit and I would just meditate. And I remember listening to one of your past, um, you know, podcasts about meditation and sitting and just cleansing that clutter in my mind and finding that I was sitting with my conditioned self, that I was really for the longest time, whether it was professionally, I was, I was wanting to mold and shape and fit into organizations. You know, I would start and they would love personality and ideas. And then I would say, okay, I got to fit into this organization. Now in my authentic self, I'm really tapping into in my heart, sharing you know, that passion for effective communication and using storytelling as the tool. Yeah, so this is beautiful. And thank you for sharing this. This is the real power of what we've been talking about on this show. Of It's not about what somebody thinks we should look like or what a company maybe gets to look like because that's what others look like. It's truly about when we're in our authentic space, that's when we thrive. We could sit and talk about, I'm probably the only I'm a, I'm a former CPA, marketing strategist, and yet I never talk about the numbers. And it's not because they're not important. It's just that's not what's going to drive the growth of a business. So let's talk about, there was something that I was looking at just this morning. And I really look at companies and I look at intention versus mechanism. And most companies live in that mechanism space. Like, we're just going to drill down and talk about the mechanism. This is what we do. But yet the buyers or, or people really are drawn to the intention and just that storytelling piece. So will you talk about what that really, what is, when we say storytelling, what does that really mean? Right. So it's, it's I mean, we are all born orators, narrators of our lives. So you're the protagonist of your story and stories really are a journey. You know, we, we get to learn it through people's experiences, those obstacles, those challenges, and we kind of understand in a better way through story how the world works. And so, you know, I think about kind of what you were talking earlier about is why we, we, we get so content and data driven companies think if I show you the numbers, then that's our credibility. And yes, data can be very important, but guess what? Stories have that state power. They bring the, the they make the abstract concrete. And so uh, cognitive psychologist Jerome Bruner says that stories have 22 times more with us 22 times more, you know, so you want to humanize that data. And if you listen to TED Talks, 65% of those talks are stories where 5% is data. So they support and humanize. Um, so that's, you know, I think of story as you have this, this arc of experience and a challenge, whether it's internal, external, or both, and then you get to the other side. And it's, it's that transformative, app, uh, that transformation that happens through story, that life lesson that we learn. So what's your favorite example of storytelling? Ooh, my favorite example? Well, I would say there are so many rich stories. If you're thinking in terms of business, I mean, Tom's Shoes has a really rich story where the actual owner of that company saw a problem and saw that people needed shoes and found a really altruistic way to get shoes, you know, selling shoes that it was, you know, give one, you know, is that pay it forward kind of attitude. 
And so I think there are lots of organizations out there that have that messaging that they're for the other. And that's sort of what I think about when I started my own organization and my own small business is, you know, what is my story? And so origin stories really get the individual who listens to them to care about you. And so that's where I think businesses can capitalize on that if they think about, like, why did I even start? How did I struggle? And you'll get the individuals to hear that story and say, hey, I've been there too. Because stories transport our brains. You know, we literally have that experience in mind, whether we didn't experience it exactly, we at least have been through those feelings. And so we get to that space because of stories. So what I hear you saying, Tina, and what I know about you is that this isn't just a, it's not just a thing. It's not just a mechanism. This is actually working TEDx talks, TED talks, uh, this in advertising, just in how we communicate. These are actually, you're teaching these, these tactics and, and really getting into what's the reason for why we're here. Right. And, and that's, that's at the core why why stories have been such, I mean, you've been hearing, I have at least, over and over again, what's your story, storytelling, you know, there's lots of uh, storytelling coaches that have been coming alive, you know, leadership storytelling, all of that, and it's because, you know, we, we want to know the why, and stories kind of get us there, because, you know, you have the, the, the story structure of, you, you want to learn the characters, and what makes them tick. What are those traits, those human temperaments, and then how do we, if our core values are affected and behave in a certain way or communicate in a certain way or work in a certain way, and stories really do that in a meaningful, powerful way, whether it's fictional, we still find a connection in some way. Even my son who loved Harry Potter and just finished the series this last summer, it was a saving grace during the pandemic. He could relate to Harry and his challenges. I mean, granted, it was a mystical world, but he, it allowed him to transfer into that space and be that boy and that young man and get to explore, like, what would Harry do? And I think that we do that, whether with fictional stories or nonfiction, and that's where it's really imperative for organizations to think about how, what is our story how can we share it and how can it align to our mission and core values in a meaningful way so that our team is sharing the same story? Beautiful. So we are going to go on a quick break. And when we get back, I want to dig into this a little bit deeper and actually look at how a company as an individual, how do we even start to create my story? How do I get that out of me in a way that it's authentic? So what are the ways that I can learn that or use that? Maybe we'll even use an example. That would be fun. Okay, so we're going to go on this quick break. You're listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson on Inspired Choices Network. And today we have guest Tina Bakehouse here too. We've got so much more in store for you. So hang on this quick break and we'll be right back with you. Enjoy. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson, and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of, too. Are you ready? 
Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspire Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Risa. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson on Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and we have been spending the last 15 minutes talking with my friend and guest today, Tina Bakehouse, and we are talking all about storytelling and why it is so important. So Tina, let's continue on with our conversation. How does someone even begin to articulate or even understand what their story is? Well, Kathleen, I think the first thing is, is that they have to get over this idea that I'm not a storyteller. I think so many people hear that word storyteller. And even from my point of view, even a year or two ago, I was hesitant to even label myself that, but I started to embrace it, that we are all storytellers. So it's getting out of our head about it and saying that, yes, I do have a story to share. It doesn't have to be that you climb Mount Kilimanjaro and almost lost your life. Simple stories can really become powerful in terms of what they represent, what you learn from it. It could be as simple as you losing your car in a parking lot and what that told about your human character and how you interacted and maybe the help of a stranger in the grocery store. You know, simple things that can, you know, resonate with audiences. And so I think the first thing is to get out of that mindset that you're not a storyteller. I think about my five-year-old son and when he was first really embracing joke telling, and I know that there's people out there that say, well, I can't even tell a good joke. And stories are kind of the same thing in terms of structure is important. Well, he started crafting knock-knock jokes with a friend of mine. And he'd laugh and laugh and laugh. Well, at one point, he would just give the punchline too soon because he was so excited. And my friend says, hey, buddy, that's just not the best work. And so what he did is he got a joke book. He started researching puns. I mean, this is at age five because he saw that power of language and a story of a structure. And so when he told that first joke to his dad and to me, and he had an authentic laugh and said the punchline at the right spot, he realized, wow, the power of learning story structure. So after you get out of your head about it and you say, hey, I can do this. I can tell story. My story is worthwhile. It's learning the structure. That will take you, take the stress out of it, right? And so uh, there's, there's basic storytelling structures that I can go through and help people. So tell me that structure. I I thank you for putting that. It's like, it's an art that you've got a science beneath it. 
Uh, you know, some people on stage, they make it seem so easy to just be flowing. But what I'm hearing you say is that when we apply the structure, we can actually uh, our land our words in a way that's going to be effective. Absolutely. So there's beats of a story, five beats to a story. And I'm going to tell you a story, an example, and then kind of express how those beats work sort of to show versus tell. So I'm standing in front of a mailbox, just anticipating this big manila envelope. And you know when you get the small envelope, you've been rejected, but when you get the big one, you've been accepted. So when I see in the mailbox the Walt Disney World logo, I know that I have made it as a cast member for the 25th anniversary, and I am excited. I am in. I'm going to get to connect and make the magic happen. It's my junior year of college, and I'm going to have my internship in Florida in the Magic Kingdom. And so I go through extensive traditions training, which is Disney's way of sharing their stories and learning all about the history of Walt. And you see these amazing testimonials with you know, Cinderella hugging a little girl dressed as Cinderella. And we get to go through all the different rides and hear the stories, how the Imagineers crafted those. And even witness children running through the gates as they open the park. So I go through all this training, fast forward four weeks later, and I'm in the Magic Kingdom in Frontierland, and I'm ready to coordinate the three o'clock parade, which on a side note, the most popular question asked at Disney is, when is the three o'clock parade? 20 times that was asked. But so at the time, this mother and her family of seven looked disheveled, stressed, just exhausted and unhappy. And she looks at me and with a huff says, I'm coming back to Walt Disney World. Now, in my training, you never want to guess I'm happy. So I put on my guest services recovery hat and I swoop that young family and I say, hey, tell me your story. And I listened with empathy about how everything that could go wrong did. Their ATM was not working. The, the rides were down. It was hot and then it rained and they were just miserable. And so I said, why don't you come with me? And so in a swoop of the time, I guess service recovery. We took them to Emporium. Um, palace, they got some shirts, they got ice cream, who doesn't love a good ice cream cone, and then I asked them what's your favorite ride, and it's Splash Mountain, of course, so got him on the ride without a wait, and after all of this, I spent a good hour and a half of time with this family, the mother, and the energy of that whole family just shifted, and they looked at me, and they said, wow, you didn't have to spend this much time with us, we really appreciate it, and I said, well, that's my pleasure, that's what we do here at Disney. And she said, you know, I think I'm going to come back. Thank you. And it was in that moment that I realized as a cast member that it's true, all that training, and it's all about hard, that as a cast member, it's about creating a Disney magical experience. And I just got to do that. And so to continue doing that as a cast member. So that story, right, is a story that I am sharing from my point of view and it's a story that I love sharing about how Disney as an organization works. And here's the beat. Beat one is the setup. You want to hook your story. Your story needs a hook, needs to engage that audience. You want to tap into their curiosity and so that they are begging for more. So you want to also give that background information. You knew that I was waiting for the acceptance. I got in. It's my college internship. You know that background. I say it in first person, even though obviously I am not a college junior. In a couple years, um, but that gives us more engagement and more energy of presence, and it really 
gets the energy, the uh, audience engaged and brought into the story, the setup. That's the first part. The second beat is the inciting incident. And that is the conflict piece. It's something that requires action. It can be internal or external conflict. In the case of my story, I immediately knew that this family was unhappy. And when this woman said to me, we're never going to Disney World again, well, boom, I had to go into action. So that was an external or extrinsic motivator to get me to do something for that inciting incident. And so then the third beat is the rising action. You set it up, you have the inciting incident, that conflict, and then you need to have a rising action because of that. So you want to say, because of that, what did I do? I listened. I heard their story. Then I did something. I concretely went and got them some really cool shirts and ice cream and got them on the rise. Okay, so after the rising action is the high climax of the story and it gets resolved. So what happens is that this family decides to come back. And that's huge, right? I, trans I turned the corner and they will choose to come back to Disney, which is good stuff. Then the last beat, which is the most important beat, is the transformation. And so I start out, you know, and I learned because of Disney, they taught me you create a magical experience. You start out as one person and you come out on the other side, you know, that I realized in that moment that I can help make this happen. It was Disney that taught me that at the core to be that way, to have custom your guests, number one important. So that's, Very nice. that's, yeah, so that's the story structure. You can also, if you're in a hurry and you have to do it really quickly, you can think in act, act one, act two, act three. What's the setup? What's the thing that I have to resolve? How did it, what was the transformation? So what's beautiful, you have a background in theater. So yes, talk I do. about that because that ties in so well to what you just shared. Absolutely. So with my training at the University of Northern Iowa, go Panthers, I have a theater education degree and communication studies degree. And what that training taught me is, are a lot of things. First of all, it's the power of, of, of a good uh, story that, that you can connect with people on stage. And how do you do that? It also embedded in me that confidence to be able to do it through training and improvisation and getting out of my head about it. So I learned, you know, through directing a course and direction um, and how to direct an actual group to act on stage, I learned the craft, which is really important. But then I learned acting uh, sequence in terms of how as an actor do you best perform? What are the vocal choices, the physical choices that make it powerful? Uh, because your voice is an instrument and your body also needs to, you know, work together as, as an orchestra. But I think the final piece when, when it comes to theater is people deep down, when they are learning something um, and they're stretching and growing, theater takes it up a notch where it's always pushing you to another level, to another level. I mean, I remember having to write a trio project. We had to craft a musical, and, or we had to create a, a show. We had to use the lighting, the sound, the dialogue, whatever. And in that process, I grew a huge appreciation for the whole thing, the whole production. And so that's where I think my theater background has really helped me in terms of business because I have that improvisation mind where I think off the top of my head, I clear my mind, I be fully present, I yes and, meaning I listen to the other and I accept what they say and then move 
this conversation forward. But when I'm on stage sharing the story, I try to just be there. I try to just share the story and let it happen and not be tripped out about it and memorize it. That I know my structure, I've practiced it enough, and then I can share it. Sure. And, and so what I hear is this natural flow. And there's, there's this other piece that I hear you talking about of not being attached to this perfection, this piece of this is how it has to look and understanding that whatever comes out, that there's this essence to it. What, you know, that, okay, so this brings up another question that I have for you is, are people attracted to, is it just about the words or is it about how you show up that attracts them, which one carries the most weight? Well, that's the, the age old question that in the world of communication studies, is it content or delivery, right? Is it content or form? And I, I love that you brought up perfectionism. I mean, I, I am a recovering perfectionist. You know, I, I've had to go through a lot. Like I was a kid in college, high school and college speech that practice in front of me or practice, practice, practice all those speeches. And I wanted to get it exact right, exacting, right? And so when we think of, when you show up to tell a story, the two work in unison. So I think my son loves Louis Armstrong. He's learning trumpet. And Louis Armstrong is this powerful jazz musician, right? And, and he obviously had some training. But then he also knew when that training, he just had to trust himself. That I got the training, I know the music, and I can either use the script, the music in front of me, I can deviate a little bit as well. And so I think it's that you go through the training and you have that that uh, idea of story structure because it's super freeing to say, okay, I know that I need a beginning, a middle, and an end, and that I'm the protagonist, I'm the character in the story. It's my story. Nobody else knows it but me. And then when you go out there on stage or face-to-face with a potential client and you just share it, it is, you have to have that passion that comes through because your story is your passion. And you have to believe that your story matters. And you have to get out of your head about it because I even made a mistake. I broke my own rule a few years ago when I was coordinating various storytelling shows. I had so much going on. I had workshops. I was working a full-time job, all this and that. And I memorized my story. And that was a big mistake because it felt less authentic it also, when, when a cell phone rang in the audience and it just exploded, where did my attention go to? To that. Did I know where I stopped in my story? No. And I took a big breath and beat and brought my theater self back. And I did it and I ended it and it was fine. I got applause. But I learned from that moment that never, never memorize a story. Know the story and know the form, you know, the, or the content rather. But the form really matters. People really are forgiving in oral communication, more so than written communication. If you read a book and have tons of typos or an article, you notice, and that credibility is a kill. But a year or two ago when I saw TEDx in Omaha and a young woman was performing and she had a couple mistakes, like she needed the guy to come out and give her her post to keep going because of an emotional talk, guess who got the only standing ovation? She did. And it was because she was authentic, she took a beat and a breath, and she shared with feeling and emotion. So in that moment, I would say that delivery and really connecting with your audience really matters. Oh, I also hear vulnerability and surrender yes. in that, in that space. We just did a whole show on vulnerability. Actually, next week's show is on surrender, which is 
you know, such an important topic to, to practice. And I'll say master, but my gosh, I, I, that's something that's just a continual practice. Uh, we are going to go on a quick break here. And when we get back, let's continue talking about this. And I've got a few other questions on how we get that story out. So how it comes into life. So everybody, you are listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. And we are here on Inspired Choices Network. We're going to go on a quick break. And when we get back, we will continue this conversation with my guest and my friend, Tina, about how we create these stories for ourselves. All right, guys, enjoy this quick break. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson, and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson here on Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathleen Reeson, and we're talking to my friend and today's guest, Tina Bakehouse, about how we actually apply storytelling to our lives, to our businesses, to enhance our messages. So Tina, I have a question for you. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) (laughs) I've had lots of questions. My question is... What, what would it require? We've, we've got about 15 minutes here. So what would it require if we just pull one out? Like you and I, let's just work together on this. Is that possible? Yeah, no, that would be great. So I'm curious about, I mean, I know that you've shared a lot of stories about your life. So I'm curious if you, I think at the core is, would you be interested in talking about your origin story of where you are today? Or would you want to talk about uh, a customer or a client story that you think you got to empower their lives. You know, so I think if you're thinking about your business and trying to grow your business, it's first deciding people love a good struggle. And I know you've been through a lot. So the origin story could be rich and interesting or um, a client that you have really empowered their lives. I would let's go with origin story. Okay. So tell me your setup, like, tell me, you know, what was, so, so when you're thinking about your origin story, you want to think about what was that defining moment? So what was the inciting incident? And before you do setup, you want to think about what was the thing or the event or the moment in my life that caused me to shift and, and make a huge change. So it could be a, a, a disaster, a natural disaster, like a huge, where you move and do something new. It could be a, with a family member yourself or something internal, where maybe you're going through a rough patch um, with the significant other. Uh, so there's lots of different options there. So, so what would you say might be your inciting incident? 
the inciting incident that I, that's coming up for me is the moment where I was driving home from work and I was so sick. My, uh, I was actually counting in my head one, 1,000, two, 1,000 until I could get home because I knew that I was actually going to throw up. I was that sick mm-hmm. and I had no idea why. And I got up the stairs and I got into the bathroom and I was just, I was very sick. And as I was uh, in that moment, I kept thinking some, I'm not in alignment. Something in my life is totally off. And I, I knew at that point, something had to change. Okay. So now that you know that moment, because that's where I think people struggle with is you don't want to tell your whole life story when you were born, this, that, and the other. And it gets, it's sort of like the tell me about yourself question in an interview. So you want to pick that one defining moment and event that's specific and make it and have it be concrete. So let's back up then. What would be your setup in terms of how many years have you been, had you been working for a company a long time? Were you married at the time? Were you pregnant with a child? Like, where were you in your life at that moment prior to that inciting incident? Beautiful. Okay. So thank you for asking that. I had run a successful business for 10, at that yeah, for, for 10 years. And I had uh, three kids. I had a great husband. I had everything that I thought I wanted. And looking at my life from the outside, it didn't, it seemed like everything was successful. And yet I had this feeling in me that I was meant to serve in a greater way, but I didn't know exactly what that meant. So were you working for yourself at that point or for someone else? I was, this was when I ran my marketing firm, this was the last year that before I sold it. Okay. So you wanted to do something different than marketing. What had happened in the business was it was evolving where a lot of our clients in the past had been strictly strategic marketing. And I, my interests were shifting and they had shifted for the last few years into more strategic business and what was aligned with where we were really headed both in our ourselves and in business. So we'd started shifting what, uh, how we were serving clients. And what I realized was either measured intentions, my, my firm was going to shift or I was going to, it was going to continue as it was. And I was going to move on. Okay. So, so that's great. So that information what's interesting about this and piques my curiosity as an audience member is you had everything, right? Mm-hmm. You had the happy, you had the family, the business. So now with that inciting incident, you're getting sick. So this is where the internal dialogue and saying out loud for the audience, what were you thinking as your physical self was starting to come forth, right? You were not feeling good. So what were the thoughts internally? And that's where story is really powerful is when you read a book, you want to hear what's going on in the characters' heads and the musings. Well, when you're telling a story, the audience wants to know what's going on in your mind. You're getting sick. Are you questioning things? You know, so that's where in that, after that inciting incident or during it, you're sharing what are those internal thoughts? What are those you know, what am I thinking and fe- feeling? So then you, you're sick and you're physically ill. So what happens? What's the rising action? So you, because of that, you get physically ill. Mm-hmm. What do you do? What's the because of that? The rising so because action? Because of that, I spent the next week, I, I called my business partner and I said, I'm out for the next week. I don't know what that means, but right now I'm out. So I treated myself as if I was sick, like I had the flu and I was going to be out for a week. I was making no decisions. My parents watched my children. I basically just took a hiatus for a week, crawled into a hole. And if you saw me, you would have thought that I had the flu. 
Wow. So you physically, I mean, you were physically ill and, and kudos to you that you decided to take a week off, right? Mm -hmm. So during that week, that would be interesting to note, you know, what kinds of things did you do? I mean, did you just sit, sit with yourself completely? Did you watch like Gilmore Girls in, in over and over again, right? And then, so after the rising action, so you the because of that, I, I took the week off of work and I had someone take care of my kids. And these are the things that I did for myself. And I'm starting to realize something about myself. Then there's the rising action. What is the aha moment like, aha, for to figure out, like, what did you do after that week? Yes. So, so in that moment, during that week, I'd given myself seven days to have this, whatever it was, this sickness. And on Thursday of that week, my mom calls me up and she says, you're not actually sick. Why do you keep acting like you're sick? You're not actually sick. And it, it created this space in me of really into the action. What do I want? And my business partner calls me not that long after that and says, what do you want? I know we said a week, but what do you, what do you want? And I said, if I get to make a decision in this moment, I'm out. Wow. That's powerful. So what I love that you just did in that, in that beat is you gave, you added characters. And that's important in story. You gave your mom a voice and you gave your partner a voice. And that adds to the story because, you know, it's your story, but stories are even richer if you add some extra characters and give their dialogue. So then the last beat is the transformation. So you decide to leave. Is that right? Mm -hmm. So I leave. Okay. So how did you transform? You started out as one woman. And then because of this, who have you become? Like, how did, what was the life lesson? How did you transform? Yeah. So the, the biggest transformation for me was knowing that even when we don't know what's next, it's okay to move your feet forward and keep going and know that the beauty is on the other side of it, that it will all work out. And trust yourself. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So I think that is a great origin story. So then what I would say too is as you think about your origin story is tap into those sensory details. Like what were you wearing on that week off? Really give us that physical description. Were you in a robe all week? You know, it, it gives us those visual uh, pictures and uh, that adds to the, the richness of the story. Then also the emotions, like you're, you're on an emotional roller coaster. What are the feelings? Are you, you know, you're physically sick, but what kind of, are you, are you disgusted at yourself? Are you feeling frustrated? Are you feeling like a failure? Are you in question, inquisitive of what's to come? You know, all those different things. And so if you can tap into those feelings as well, particularly in the rising action part, then we start to really care about the main protagonist, Kathleen. Mm. So beautiful. What I'm hearing is that there was an enlightenment space in that, in that experience. And then when I walked through it, what I realized was how many other people are going through this where everything looks successful in our lives and exactly how we defined it years ago, we were meeting those. I was checking the boxes, but yet when you reach the next level, there's another level. And it's like, you can't see that level till you get there. And then once you're there, like, whoa, now I get to go there. Absolutely. Because the stories ignite us. They ignite our passions and motivate others. They're very, they can educate, you know, they simplify con complex concepts. I mean, you leaving a job, you know, people have done that, right? But being able to really put it into a package of a story 
it reveals to us so much richness and it induces change. I mean, your story, the things that you shared induced change in me as one of those participants those years ago in that workshop. So that's what I, I can't highlight enough is really that you all have, we all have stories to share. Keep a storytelling journal and jot them down because people want to hear what you have to say and it is worthwhile. Mm, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. We're going to go on a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to bring this all together. So make sure you stay after this break. You are listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson on Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson. And today we have guest Tina Bakehouse with us. So enjoy this quick break. We'll talk to you in just a second. Building a business is a lot like baking a cake. There are certain ingredients that can't be missed. By listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson, you will learn the five key steps that every great business utilizes. You will hear from successful entrepreneurs that will share what works and what doesn't work in their businesses. You will have an opportunity to ask questions so you can apply these steps directly to your business. Host and business coach Kathleen Reeson built seven successful businesses while raising three boys, volunteering extensively, and having some time left for her husband and herself. Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson, and she will show you how you can build the business and the life you dream of, too. Are you ready? Listen to Profit Launch with Kathleen Neeson Radio Show every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson on Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and we are here with my friend and my guest, Tina Bakehouse. We are talking all today about storytelling and the importance of it. So, Tina, what I heard you say just before the break was how important it is to actually share your story because people want to hear it. So what happens when I've done all the work to put the story together and I'm ready to share it, but I have this moment of, does anyone really care? How do you coach around that? Great, because it is really tough. I mean, I even felt for a long time, I, I was scared to be seen. Like during the pandemic and during my conditioned self, I... I I stopped doing videos. I stopped doing posts um, on social media because I was just, just in this space of I need to figure things out. Who am I? What am I? And so we go back into that conditioned self of, well, judging. Self-judgment is heavy. And why would anybody care? And so I think a first to step back and say, okay, what is the, what is I've, I've worked on it. I've done the story structure. You know, it's getting, it's. That, yeah, I'm going to pause you for just a second. It's, sure. You got, you froze a little bit there. Can you go back just to five seconds and talk about that thought again? Sure. So th I think the first thing is, is that you want to make sure that you trust yourself and you know the story structure, you've done, you've done the work, right? You've done the exploration. You've felt the feelings You've, you've got the structure of the beginning, the middle, and the end. Because to me, even though some people think structure can be, you know, really uh, holding your back, it's very liberating. So you get the structure. Then 
the more confidence and that you get by practicing. And I mean, practicing, not just holding a sheet of paper and thinking the words, right? It's saying it out loud. It's having conversations with friends and family and saying, Hey, you know, did you know, and talk through the business story, because the more you do it casually, the more it gets in there. And then when you go to a networking event, it becomes a little easier and you build and craft. You, it's best to first start just the practice on your own, then do it with people that love you and care about you and can give you feedback because the more you actually do the act of it, the easier it's going to get and the better it's going to get. Um, so first it's getting out of your head about it. It's, it's crafting that story structure because it's liberating to have structure. It takes, it frees you, then it's to practice. And I also think too, it's getting some support, maybe having a mentor or another individual that you can connect with and get feedback from each other. Because I feel like the more you stretch and grow, uh, and the more that you have that support and accountability, the better you'll be. And so it's getting out there and doing it. And so for my part, I found during the pandemic, you know, I had a few people saying, hey, why aren't we seeing you on social media? Why aren't you posting rooftop chats and these things? And I finally, my, it took my husband to say, just get on the rooftop, do it, start talking about stuff. People are missing this. They need this. I was worried about being seen and worried that it was being too self too self absorbed. But at the end of the day, I'm doing it for them. So the uh, it, think about them, the audience, and how it can your story can help someone else, another small business owner who struggled, or another you know person who needs to know what's a great customer service uh, mechanism or strategy that I could take on. Sure. So so you mentioned your rooftop chats and I love this and I get to come be on your rooftop. Not in the Absolutely. Winter, in the summer, I think I'm going to come. Yes, let's do this. <laughs> yes. So talk about that. Tell, tell everybody what is a rooftop chat? Well, so I came up with the idea a couple of years ago. I, I live in an 1880s Victorian home and basically it has this beautiful flat surface on the top of our roof. So we're four levels of 27 rooms. It's, it's huge. And I get this beautiful vista. I can see the glow of Omaha, Nebraska, which is about 40 miles away from our farm. And we would sit there and have conversations. And I thought, huh, this could be an interesting setting for conversations about the people, places, and possibilities. And so we just, my I would invite some people to have conversations, interview them. And then obviously with the pandemic, it got crazier. So I thought, well, just do it yourself and share a cool idea. In fact, I'm going to be posting my, my thoughts on authenticity this whole month. I've done a couple of recordings that I'll be posting on LinkedIn and, and uh, Facebook page uh, to share that. But yeah, it's, it's a great space. It's really interesting to see the different seasons of Southwest Iowa. Mm -hmm. So Tina Tuck. For the for people that are saying, how do I actually get a hold of Tina? How do I learn from Tina? What are the ways that they can get a hold of you? Great. So they can check out my website, tinabakehouse.com. That's tinabakehouse.com. And what's great is if you get on there, there's a freebie uh, workbook for you under contact. So definitely check it out. It'll help you craft your message. And you can also email me. I'd be happy to connect with you or your organization if you'd like an engaging workshop or a discovery call for some individual or team coaching. I do customize and tailor those uh, sessions and do coaching programs, three months, six months, 12 months and ongoing. And that is Tina B. So Tina B as in boy at tinabakehouse.com. So my email is Tina B at tinabakehouse.com. And I'd love to hear from you. I'm here to help you be that authentic self and have that authentic speaker style. Beautiful. So tell me, 
what is your piece of advice that you have for the listeners? What's the one? Wow. Big tip. Uh, So I would say the biggest thing is to ask yourself, who am I and how do I want to show up? And that is something I've been playing with in, in terms of who, who am I, who is Tina B and how do I want to brand myself in terms of when I show up to a networking event, when I'm on zoom, when I'm communicating on the phone, who is that? What do I look like, feel like? How do I show up as a holistic CEO ready to connect with people? So ask at the core, who am I? And then analyze with authenticity, how, what is the word that describes your communication style? So I, I consider myself enthusiastic. In fact, I loved at the beginning when we were talking, Kathleen, you're an enthusiastic communicator too. And it'd be bubble up inside because we just love sharing information and seeing you was so exciting, right? So think of that word that defines you and decide in the given context, do I need more or less of that? Because I'm always enthusiastic. I'm kind of Disney in terms of animation. And I know that certain contexts, I need to soften that. Um, But if I'm doing a community workshop for youth on creative drama, I can bring it all out, right? So know your word and tune into it in terms of what kinds of ways you're going to show up as far as the language choices you make, the vocal delivery and the physical delivery and be at peace with introverts are as powerful as extroverts. It's all about showing up and connecting with your audience because it is about them. And in order for people to choose to listen to you, you have to have that persuasive, unique style because they can choose, your audience can choose to tune you out or listen. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing, Tina. It is my absolute pleasure to have you on Profit Launch today. I'm so grateful that you chose to spend an hour with us today. Yes, thank you so much, Kathleen. It's great to be here. Yes. So we've been spending this last hour just talking about tips on storytelling. And I got to even bring out my story in in where that arc is and what those points are. And it's something that Tina and I get to continue to talk about. And so this is something that everybody can use. It's something that elevates who you are, as Tina talked about, your authentic self and really knowing what your gift is, because we absolutely are a gift to the world. And it is our job, it is our responsibility to figure out what that is. So reach out to Tina and figure out what is your story. Reach out to me. I'll connect you with Tina. I'd be happy to talk with you. But the whole point of this is to understand who you are and what you get to create in this world. That's our goal. That's our mission. And that's what we're here for. And so me, Kathleen Reeson, I show up every Monday for you. And I'll talk to you next Monday. Bye. Thank you for listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. Kathleen Reeson will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Would you like to be on the show or do you have a show idea? Go to KathleenReeson.com forward slash radio. Have a great week. listening to Profit Launch with Kathleen Reeson. Kathleen Reeson will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Would you like to be on the show or do you have a show idea? Go to KathleenReeson.com forward slash radio. Have a great week.